You are listening to New City Seven Podcast. We hope you're empowered and challenged as we root deep into God's Word in order that we might grow in the good news of King Jesus and live as faithful citizens of His kingdom right here in our city. Let's get into the scriptures now. I'm going to ask um, our kids who have learned Psalm 121. If you're a kid who's learned Psalm 121, can you go ahead and come up front and just stand right here quietly just for a minute? If we, we'll try this. Parents, they're going to go back to you. Again, we're doing a, a different sermon today. It's going to be shorter. We're going to have some visuals to help keep the kids engaged. You know, Jesus, a lot of times taught with visuals. He'd say, look at this mountain or, or look at this tree, and we're going to have some visuals today as we go to Psalm 121. They're already grabbing for the visuals. And um, as we go to Psalm 121 and we think about the hurricane coming this weekend and we think about our own vulnerability and how we are um, not only vulnerable with the weather, but basically with everything else in our life, you know. We're, we're not in control of any of the weather. Uh, we're not in control of other people. We're not in control of the na- our neighbors or the stock market or the person driving next to us on 95 and those Things, when you start to think about that, how little control you have over life, that can really make you fearful or frantic. It really can. It can can really sink you, and it can be exhausting to think about all the ways that you're vulnerable and all the ways that you're not in control, Uh, especially when you think about we can see all these things that cause us anxiety, but we don't see God. We can feel all this worry in our heart, but oftentimes we don't feel God. But what Psalm 121 is going to call us into is faith, faith in God's character and faith in God's promises. Because part of God's character is that he is the protector of his people. And one of his promises is that he promises to keep his children. That is who he is and that is what he has promised. And when you begin to rely on that, you go from fear to freedom. You, you go from being crushed to trusting and resting. And so that's what we're going to look at today. Uh, I'm going to work with the kids here on Psalm 121. Kids, I'm going to say it, and then you join in with me. And if you need to, would you feel more comfortable reading it off here? Okay, let's do that then. All right. All right, Psalm 121. I lift my eyes towards the mountains. Where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. Your protector will not slumber. Indeed, the protector of Israel does not slumber or sleep. Pause right there. Adults, would you join in right now? The Lord protects you. The Lord is a shelter right by your side. The sun will not strike you by day or the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all harm. He will protect your life. The Lord will protect your coming and going both now and forever. Amen. Kids, go ahead and get seated. You can give them a hand. Let me pray. 
Father God, would you meet us as we unpack your word right now? Would you strengthen us by revealing who you are and what you've promised? And especially for our kids who are learning your word, might that go deep into their hearts and they really understand who you are and are able to rely on who you are? Might, as they hide your word in their hearts, might that change them and give them confidence in who you are? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Kids, how many of you have ever flown in an airplane? Raise your hands. Raise your hand if you've flown in an airplane. Okay, adults, raise your hand if you've flown in an airplane. Raise your hand if you've flown in a yellow airplane like this. You can't miss them, right? You see them, you're going down 95 and you see them take off over uh, from the airport. But, you know, with a, with a plane, um, with a plane this size, if the ground were the runway and it were to take off and we were to say that the ceiling is space. A plane like this would probably only be about this high. It would go about 30 or 30 or 40,000 feet in the air. And, and if the ground is the air, airport and the ceiling is space, we would say it, maybe it's up here. And if you've been on a plane, kids, you know that you look out the window and you see blue sky, clouds, and you see all sorts of things. But if you go even higher, if you go above 30 to 40,000 feet, you start to lose the blue of the sky and it starts to get a little bit darker. You actually kind of go beyond the blue. But the problem is probably never, no one of us has been that high. Airplanes usually don't go up that high to 50,000 feet. But I want to tell you a story this morning about a guy named Joe who went much, much higher than that. Above the blue, above the clouds, all the way in the space. Joe Kittinger was a pilot with the space program. And this was just two years after NASA was started, 1960. Still nine years before we had gone to the moon. And Joe was an astronaut who was experimenting with going up in the air. He was experimenting with high altitudes because we just hadn't done that yet. Joe got suited up in a spacesuit. And he went into a space capsule that was attached to a balloon. And as he got in that space capsule, he went up. Up, up, up to 30,000 feet, 40,000 feet, then beyond where airplanes go. He went above the clouds, and then he went higher than that. He went up to 50,000 feet, and then he began to go even higher, leaving the blue and going into the black. Joe Kittinger got 100,000 feet in the air past the blue sky and into the blackness of space. And as he looked down, the earth was 102,600 feet below him. And I bet as he looked down, he was probably afraid. I would have been afraid at that height. Here, here we have a model of what the capsule and Joe's looked like in the spacesuit, and you see that it's not really that much that he's in. I mean, there's not even four walls. There's an opening and there's no roof. And so as Joe goes 102,000 feet, higher than airplanes go, higher than anyone had been before in a hot air balloon, I bet he was a little bit afraid. I bet he was a little bit afraid as he looked down and he saw the earth so far below him. Kids, let me ask you, do you ever get afraid by what you see? When you're in your room at night and what you see is the darkness, you get afraid. 
You don't see God, you just see the lights are off and you see that you're alone and you get afraid. Or kids, when you go to a new place and your parents aren't there. You go without your parents and you see new people, but you don't see God and you get afraid. Or like this weekend, we turn on the TV and we see this big storm coming and everyone starts going crazy, but we don't see God, we see a storm. Adults, we're the same way. There are so many things in our lives that make us afraid, that make us feel vulnerable. Uh, We are vulnerable in our finances. Sometimes we feel vulnerable in the search for a life partner. We feel vulnerable when we get our grades back or this weekend we feel vulnerable with all our stuff. Is it gonna make it through the weekend? Or if you're a parent, you feel vulnerable about your kids. And you wonder, am I safe? Am I going to be protected? Because the the things I do see cause me anxiety, and I I don't see God. Well, the person who wrote Psalm 121 uh, was in the same boat as us. He was in the same boat as Joe, really. He was on a journey to worship God in the temple. And it was not an easy journey. It was a dangerous journey, because on this path to go worship God at the temple, he would probably face robbers. He would probably face wild animals. He might face dangerous weather or dangerous terrain. And on his journey, he could not see God either. But look how he trains himself to think. He asks that hard question, where will my help come from? But then he he reminds himself, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And when he uses that name, the Lord, that's God's special name. The name that God calls himself to his people that reminds his people that he's a relational God who has made promises to them. That he is a God who's not distant, but he's a God who's near, who they can know, and who commits himself to care for his people. And the psalmist, as he says this, he's reminding himself of who the Lord is that the Lord is his helper. But it's not just some powerless Lord, it's the Lord who's the maker of heaven and earth. The earth that Joe looked down on, God created that. The, The heavens that Joe looked out at, God made those. And even as you and I see things that cause us fear or anxiety, they are no comparison to the one who created the heavens and the earth. And what I love is, He goes on to say that the protector of Israel does not slumber or sleep. I I was thinking about it this weekend. My wife and I were prepping for a hurricane at home, and we just got exhausted. (laughs) But our kids were still up. (laughs) And so we have this strategy where one of us falls asleep in the middle of them because we've got to get some rest. And so one of us just goes in the middle of where they're playing and just falls asleep. And hopefully if something bad happens, we'll wake up. But we have to rest because we do need sleep. We do need slumber. And we can't always be on. But that's not true of God. God doesn't need to rest. He always has his eye on us. And he never needs rest from being a protector. Well, back to Joe. Uh, Joe was at 102,000 feet, which means that if the ground is the airport... Joe was way, way up here. 
And he, that looks like a, a nasty spiral he's in there. We hope he gets out of it. But. So Joe did something amazing at 102,000 feet. Joe looked down at the earth below him, and Joe said this prayer, Lord, take care of me now. And at that moment, Joe jumped. From 102,800 feet, Joe jumped. And what we would expect was that Joe might feel like this going towards the earth. But the reality is that as Joe jumped, he was so high up, he didn't actually feel like he was moving. He was so high above the earth that he had nothing to base his perspective on, and he thought he was floating off into space. There was no wind. There was no clouds that were passing him. The earth was so far away, it didn't feel like he was moving at all. Joe would later say, I could only hear myself breathing in the helmet. That's the only sensation he had. And he wondered, I've made it all the way up, but now will I make it back to earth? But the truth is, Joe wasn't floating. He wasn't floating away and he wasn't even hovering. Joe was being kept by gravity and heading towards earth at 614 miles per hour. He was going like a rocket towards earth, but the irony is he couldn't feel it at all. And yet gravity was keeping him. He couldn't see gravity, he couldn't feel gravity, he wasn't sure he was being kept by gravity, and yet gravity had him. And just like gravity was keeping Joe even though he couldn't feel it, the Lord keeps his people even when we can't feel it. He is our shelter. He is our protection. Adults, one of the things that we tend to do is look for something tangible, like our bank account, uh, like our relationships, like our status, like our stuff. We look to that, and because we can be around it, we can see it, we can touch it, we can feel it, we think that we're secure when we have those things. And we don't see God, and sometimes we don't feel him. Yet, he is our ultimate protection. And the real reason that you and I get super anxious is because we take those good things that God gives us and we say, well, those really are my protector. As long as I can hold on to them, that's what will keep me safe. And then we get super anxious about our relationships and losing them. We get really worried about our bank accounts. We get stressed about our stuff. Yet even though we can't feel God, he is keeping us. Just like gravity was keeping Joe. And the psalmist reminds himself of this as well. It says, the Lord protects you. The Lord is a shelter by your side. Even when you're under the sun and you're feeling the heat of the sun on your skin, the Lord is your protection. Even when you look out into the night and you see nothing and you're vulnerable, the Lord is there with you, keeping you. He will protect you from all harm. You're not vulnerable because your life is in God's hands. Every step that you take is under the watchful eye of the Lord. Especially, listen, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then you are part of God's people. And God is a protector of his people. God keeps his beloved children. That's, that's part of his promises to you. That's who he is to his children. And wherever you are on the journey, or whatever happens this weekend with Dorian, if Dorian shifts at the last minute and we take a direct hit, God is still the protector of his people. 
if Dorian goes right back out to sea and no one gets hurt and nothing is damaged, God is still the keeper of his people. And that's where we get confused, I think, because at times we think that means nothing bad will ever happen. But Jesus reminds us that our, the hairs on our head are numbered, that not a hair can fall from our head apart from the Father's will. But he says those things in context of deep danger, reminding his disciples that when we follow Jesus, people may not like us. Storms will come, hard things will happen, but it's in that context that God has the hairs on our head number. Even when your life ends, God keeps your soul into eternity. God's keeping of you is so certain that as the moment your life ends, you will wake up in the presence of Jesus. And that can cause us a deep confidence. It's not that God always makes the path easier, rather that God is with us no matter the path we're on. Well, back to Joe. Joe had a four and a half minute free fall, and then eventually the earth did get bigger. And during that four and a half minutes, he free fell 80,000 feet. And at 18,000 feet, his parachute opened, he slowed way down, and 15 minutes after the jump, his feet, feet touched down in the New Mexico desert safely on planet Earth. He had been protected the whole time by his suit. He had been protected by the space capsule. Gravity had kept him. His parachute had protected him. Even when he couldn't see it, he was safe. And even when he couldn't feel it, he was being kept. People of God, I, I just want to encourage you this morning, and kids, I want to encourage you this morning that God is your protector. God is your keeper. That's part of his character that he will not change. It's part of his promises that he will never take back. You are always in the loving care of a heavenly father who loves you, who cares for you, who keeps your soul through death till you arise in Christ in his presence. You can trust him. And the reason you can trust him is because he said so, but also because there was one who was not kept safe. There was one who was not protected, Jesus. Jesus left the safety of heaven. He left the protection of his father's side, and he, he came to earth. He came to earth to die in your place. Jesus was not kept safe. He went to the cross based on the plans of evil men according to the will of God. He was punished on the cross in your place and for your sins. And he did this because he cared for you and he wanted to protect you from the wrath of God. And when you repent and trust in him, you are in his care forever. Jesus came to keep you in his love for all eternity. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your deep love for us. And we pray that you would give us a deep confidence in our heart, that you would help us to see your love for us on the cross and the character and promises of God. In your name we pray. Amen.